Today in Science from Wired. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas. Building a network to connect 40 million people to the Internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a family moved to Napa and created one of the largest private wineries in the world. Everything you need to know about CRISPR gene editing by Megan Moltani. In the last five years, biology has undergone a seismic shift as researchers around the globe have embraced a revolutionary technology called gene editing. It involves the precise cutting and pasting of DNA by specialized proteins, inspired by nature, engineered by researchers. These proteins come in three varieties, all known by their somewhat clumsy acronyms, ZFNs, talons and crispers. But it's CRISPR, with its elegant design and simple cell delivery, that's most captured the imagination of scientists. They're now using it to treat genetic diseases, grow climate-resilient crops, and develop design materials, foods, and drugs. So, how does it work? When people refer to CRISPR, they're probably talking about CRISPR-Cas9, a complex of enzymes and genetic guides that together finds and edits DNA. But CRISPR on its own just stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Palindromic Repeats, chunks of regularly recurring bits of DNA that arose as an ancient bacterial defense system against viral invasions. Viruses work by taking over a cell, using its machinery to replicate until it bursts. So certain bacteria evolved a way to fight back. They deployed waves of DNA-cutting proteins to chop up any viral genes floating around. If the bacteria survived the attacks, they'd incorporate tiny snippets of virus DNA into their own genomes like a mugshot of every foe they'd ever come across, so they could spot each one quicker in the future. To keep their genetic memory palace in order, they spaced out each bit of viral code, so-called guide RNAs, with those repetitive palindromic sequences in between. It doesn't really matter that they read the same forward and backward. The important thing is that they helped file away genetic code from viral invaders past, far away from more essential genes. 
have having them on file meant that the next time a virus returned, the bacteria could send out more powerful weapon. They could equip Cas9, a lumpy, clam-shaped DNA-cutting protein, with a copy of that guide RNA, pulled straight out of storage. Like a molecular assassin, it would go out and snip anything that matched the genetic mugshot. And that's what happens in the wild. But in the lab, scientists have harnessed this powerful CRISPR system to do things other than fight off the flu. The first step is designing a guide RNA that can sniff out a particular block of code in any living cell, say a genetic defect or an undesirable plant trait. If that gene consists of a string of the bases, A, A, T, G, C, scientists make a complementary strand of RNA, U, U, A, C, G. Then they inject this short sequence of RNA along with Cas9 into the cell they're trying to edit. The guide RNA forms a complex with Cas9. One end of the RNA forms a hairpin curve that keeps it stuck in the protein, while the other end, the business end, dangles out to interact with any DNA it comes across. Once in the cell's nucleus, the CRISPR-Cas9 complex bumps along the genome, attaching every time it comes across a small sequence called PAM. This protospacer adjacent motif is just a few base pairs, but Cas9 needs it to grab onto the DNA, and by grabbing it, the protein is able to destabilize the adjacent sequence, unzipping just a little bit of the double helix. That allows the guide RNA to slip in and sniff around to see if it's a match. If not, they move on. But if every base pair lines up to the target sequence, the guide RNA triggers Cas9 to produce two pincer-like appendages, which cut the DNA in two. The process can stop there and simply take a gene out of commission. Or scientists can add a bit of replacement DNA to repair a gene instead of knocking it out. And they don't have to limit themselves to just Cas9. There's a whole bunch of proteins that can use an RNA guide. There's Cas3, which gobbles up DNA Pac-Man style. Scientists are using it to develop targeted antibiotics that can wipe out a strain of C. diff while leaving your gut microbiome intact. And there's an enzyme called Cas13 that works with a guide that gloms onto RNA, not DNA. Called Sherlock, the system is being used to develop sensitive tests for viral infections. Researchers are working hard to add more implements to the CRISPR toolkit, but at least right now, Cas9 is still the most widely used. CRISPR isn't perfect. Sometimes the protein veers off course and makes cuts at unintended sites. So scientists are actively working on ways to minimize these off-target effects. And as it gets better, the ethical questions surrounding the technology are going to get a lot thornier. Hello, designer babies? Figuring out where those lines get drawn is going to take more than science. It will require policymakers and the public coming to the table. Because pretty soon with CRISPR, the question won't be, can we do it, but should we? This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how this family created one of the largest private wineries in the world right now. We started making wine in 1948, one bottle at a time. Today, 
we produce nearly 20 million cases a year. Chubb has helped us grow for the past 30 years. They helped us prevent equipment problems during harvest and provided guidance when we started exporting internationally. Now we're working with them on cybersecurity. My grandfather taught me to make a wine that over-delivers. Chubb over-delivers. Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.